ghost that's of age, if the ghost that's of age takes the form of somebody that's underage, <laughs> like where where does this lie? <laughs> the ghost is not merely of age. The ghost is actually a little bit of a slut. We don't talk about. It. <laughs> the ghost is like detox. She <laughs> may look under eighteen. <laughs> That's, that's one of my favorite gay memes. There's this, like, grizzled, like, old guy with, like, a super long gray beard. And then there's, like, a 12-year-old holding a soccer ball. And it's like, gay bars are wild, because you'll meet both of these guys, and they're both 23. <laughs> <laughs> being sad about it, it's making it funnier. <laughs> Why do you think I was doing it? <laughs> oh, you think I have regular normal emotions. No, no. Do you, I know better by now. <laughs> Damn. How's Bob already broken? I know, Zero to woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> This is impressive. Like, it's not Apparently even... Apparently the trick is to just talk about Andy being sad. That <laughs> <laughs> usually does it for most people. My hands are sweaty and I don't What's know why. <laughs> like, are last you week... No. Last I've been week, out of weed for two weeks, man. Last week it happened so quickly. I didn't even have anything for a cold. I know. <laughs> there I'm, was I'm nothing. I'm like, there's just music. What's going on? There was We've nothing. We've never heard this before. <laughs> we were like, and you're in. I'm like, shh. Well, okay. So I'm like, I guess I'll just fuck. Uh, oh, wait. I, I need guess I'll just fuck. <laughs> Making, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, you're kind of meanly making fun of me, but you know, at the same time, it is still attention. So. <laughs> it's still positive attention. I don't think I'm mean. <laughs> well, let me let me rephrase because that's not true at all. <laughs> I don't think I'm. <laughs> I don't think I'm mean to you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why this. <laughs> God damn it. Hi, kids. It's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I'm Bob, your host, and I love me a blunt bang. And here are my co hosts, RC and Andy. <laughs> They're looking at me like I farted in church. Please introduce yourself. What is a blunt bang? Blunt bang. Oh, oh my Betty god. Oh, okay. Betty oh, Page bangs. Okay. No, no, no. We're, it's fine. Everything's fine. I mean, okay. I also love that kind of blunt bang, but whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I was trying to tie that into the movie. So it wasn't just me. No. Oh. All right. God damn it. Introduce yourselves, motherfucker. Hi, everybody. I'm RC, and I recommended the wrong movie. <clears throat> and I'm Andy, and in 1996, I wouldn't cut my goddamn hair either. <laughs> Today we are talking about the the Shutter exclusive because I can't find it anywhere else. <laughs> Don't look up. Uh, it's also called Joyurei in Japanese um, because it is a Japanese type of film. And uh, words, I almost actually, choked on myself. It actually also minute. had the title Ghost Actress at one point. Ghost Actress, which 
is really boring. That is yeah. really boring. Don't Seriously. look up is objectively better. Way better title. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just uh, yeah. Uh, RC's got details on this one. <laughs> this is actually, I mean, it's, it's a cute little movie. Tell us why you picked it. Okay, so this movie is not the movie that I chose. Um, it is a movie that has the same title, but I thought I was choosing the remake. But as it turns out, because I didn't click on it like I should have, um, I discovered that this was not the movie that I had seen. <laughs> and, in a, and in a panic, literally last night, sent messages <laughs> to Andy and Bob saying, so this isn't the right movie. <laughs> and then Bob thankfully knew that what I had seen was a remake of this movie. And I was oh, yeah. like, okay, okay, that's fine. Let's, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll just fucking go with it. I'm just, I'm just going to go with it. Well, Cause like I sat down, I sat down to watch it. And at first I was like, uh, because when you suggested this movie, you suggested it as like, a movie that would be like fun, you know, and this, this movie wasn't. I was fun. expecting some kind of like rollicking sort of like, <laughs> you know, just, with more action, <clears throat> right? Just right. Uh, and maybe campy and silly. Sure. And this was none of those things. This was it, zero. I mean, of those things. you could see a lot of camp in here if you were looking for it. It was not intentional. That not was intentional just that was just nineteen nineties Asian fashion. <laughs> no, it really was. Oh, that inside out sweatshirt. Fuck <laughs> off. The O'Neill like, one. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, turn, turn around and I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, I actually like this movie. <laughs> no, I, I really like it. So, I didn't choose a movie that I hadn't seen before, but I chose a movie that I hadn't seen before. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But I'm, I'm not at all upset about it. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so, Don't Look Up, Joey Ray, uh, was released in 1996, written and directed by Hideo Nakata. Uh, who also had a uh, writing credit on the remake. So they got some things kind of close. Yeah. Um, that is how I'm choosing to phrase that. <laughs> uh, it was also written by Hiroshi Takahashi, uh, starring Yurei Yagani as Toshio Murai, the director. Uh, this says the directory, and that is not correct. Um, Yasuyo Shirahashima. Uh, as Hitomi Kurokawa, the seasoned actress. Um, there are three main characters in this whole thing. There's the director, a seasoned actress, and a debuting actress. The yeah. debuting actress was Kei Ishibashi, uh, playing Sayori Murakami. Saori. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I've just been calling her Saori, but yeah. Yeah, it, totally. yeah. well, J- Japanese, uh, and they're they're very strict about their pronunciation <gasps> thing. Learning moment. I know. Uh, so vowels in Japanese are a, o, u, e. E and that's A O U E I mm-hmm. and I know everyone is A E I O U. Fuck off! <laughs> but, it's almost um, as if other countries have other primary languages. They do they teach them differently. Yeah, with completely and, and different phonetic, I mean, uh, you know, right? Phonemes is that um, a word? I don't know. Phoneme, yeah, phonemes is go. the smallest sound made. Um, so phonemes is correct. Look that at was, you. That was actually like a real sentence I that I just know. said. <laughs> I, oh my god, my latest sort of boyfriend is, would be almost not quite disappointed in me. <laughs> part of my job is working with a speech analytics software, so I know all about phonemes. Um, one of the really cool things about this movie, before we jump in, sure. um, when you look at Joey Ray, the kanji, the kanji for the Ray portion, uh, there are like 22 different kanji for Ray in Japanese. This is the, the the kanji that they use for this word is actually the the version of Ray that means ghost or spirit. Okay, which so, makes sense with the other title that you mentioned, ghost yeah. actress. Right. right, but 
it, Joey Ray literally translates into do not look up. We're an educational podcast. No, kids. really. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I mean, this is, uh, I actually, I did not know that it was the original I did not know that the other Don't Look Up actually existed until I looked at Wikipedia <laughs> last night. I watched I, the trailer but, this morning. It looks nuts. It is. Yeah. I'm really interested in it now. I, I highly recommend watching both. Oh, Just yeah. do not think that they are otherwise <laughs> not, in any way connected. They're not the right. same movie. They no. don't serve the same purpose. <laughs> so um, the other thing, uh, Hideo Nakata is also responsible for The Ring or Ringu. In Japanese. So uh, this was kind of a precursor to that. It's not related to the ring, right. but yeah. it's got a lot of the same beats. It's got the Onryo ghost, which is the, the Japanese ghost, the stringy haired ghost girl that we're all used to in white. In white yes. Which is uh, because <laughs> white in Japanese in, or in Japan is a burial color. That is a funereal color yeah. rather than uh, black. Um, normally that type of ghost will show up in just a white shroud or uh, like a white, uh, you've got, Yukata, Yakata. The, you're literally the only one that would know this. I think yeah, you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> it's, literally, it's the kind of it's not the full kimono, but it's just kind of a ceremonial okay. kimono. Okay, but yeah, it, the Unreal is the, the wronged woman ghost, mm. yeah. and so that's why you'll see a lot of that in Asian, in, in J horror and K horror and things like that. You know, she's the woman that has been wronged, or the woman that has had something horrible happen to her, who is just out for revenge against the living because. Revenge against the living is just a thing. It's Normally. Because white girls, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually not far off from where I was about to go. <laughs> is, is that how the the U.S. urban legend of the woman in white got started? Could be. They're somewhat because, related. Yeah. Like thematically. Yeah. They're very, very similar. I mean, ghosts in general, because when, when we in, in the Western world talk about ghosts, we still see someone that is pale because yeah. they are dead. Right. Um, but the woman in white is kind of a global thing, mm. really. Um, she, she's, the, she's a global brand, right? <laughs> she's on fire. Her Twitter account is fucking popping. Um, I do not have Twitter. <laughs> I would have to do a little more research yeah. into how they're related, but I know that the Unrio generally is the woman that has been wronged or murdered. Uh, and is out for revenge against everyone except the man who murdered her. Mm. Because yeah. she still thinks she can change him, doesn't she? Pretty much. Uh. Pretty much. And she's going to change him by murdering everyone around him except him. Henriou, you got to love yourself. <laughs> and please, please, Henriou, invest in conditioner. <laughs> because damn. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, we don't get a lot of backstory on the ghost in this particular film, but we do in things like The Ring yeah. and The Grudge, you know, those type of movies that also incorporate that type of spirit. Yes. One of the things I appreciated about this movie is that they did not have that backstory. Textbook I mean, dumb. I feel like I they had appreciate. enough backstory because yeah. there is some backstory that goes into it. Uh, yeah. Not about not about the ghost specifically, but right. about this specific haunting. And I thought yeah. that storytelling was really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it was the haunting of the set. Now I have than, a real fun yeah. story about that. Okay. Mm. Okay. So there's going to be, it's going to take me a minute to get there. But uh, so the fun fact is Hideo Nakata got his start working for a Japanese movie studio called Nikatsu. Uh, Nikatsu is literally the oldest major Japanese movie studio. They, they uh, conglomerated in like 1912. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, by the time he came along, they were making porn. 
Mm. Yeah. Like, really. By the 70s, TV had kind of, like, undercut all their shit. They were doing, like, youth-oriented action movies. Porn with no genitals or pubic hair shown. Yeah, so the, the, these they were doing um, like the the was it the the, the pink films? Oh yeah, pink, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. romantic pornography. Yeah. The, these were they actually specifically referred to them. They specifically referred to their porno movies as roman porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think they were kind of trying to follow like the sort of sexploitation stuff in like of like Italian movies in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which good on them because those are fun. Yeah. Um, Thank you, so, Josh Franco. He was working there. Um, and then basically the studio folded in 1993 while uh, Nikata was overseas in the UK studying uh, like British cinema. And that's a whole like obsession of his. Yeah. So he comes back. There is no more Nikatsu. He has no job. He decides he wants to independently finance a documentary about a director named Joseph Losey, who, okay. again, Backstoryception. Sorry, I just complained about hating info dumps, and here's one. Um, was an American director who got blacklisted in the 50s, went over to the UK, and made mm-hmm. The Damned with oh, Oliver Reed. okay. Yeah. Oliver Reed, another reason Bob likes bears. Yeah. Ooh, so it was nothing else. It was worth it because now, I, now everybody can think about Oliver Reed's dick while I do oh, the rest of this. Thank you, um, the women. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Mm. Anyway, so... Uh, he, he while he was getting the funding together for that, he took on a project to make this ghost movie, mm-hmm. um, and they shot it on a disused, essentially abandoned soundstage mm-hmm. at the old Nikatsu Studio. Yep, where he oh. used to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like it's a little gorilla. So well, yes, but also this being a perfect movie, thematically a, completely perfect. <laughs> Uh, like, and if you think that doesn't inform some of this, like, you, yeah, you're, you're, oh, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, this is a movie about a ghost on a film set made by a guy who was working on film sets that he literally had worked on for almost mm-hmm. 10 years and were now basically a shell of their former selves. Right. Meta. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and one other thing, going back to the bangs thing. <laughs> specifically. See, I feel like had you said bangs and not bang. Yeah, then I would have been way less confused. <laughs> I was just going to go straight back to Oliver Reed's penis, but because you made bangs plural, yeah. It yeah, it's like, like, oh, yeah, no, I, mean, I know what you're We can always about. talk about Oliver Reed's dick, but... But not um, in the present tense. But the thing with... Wow. yeah, They kind of gave uh, the ghost in this movie kind of a Hime haircut, which is the princess haircut yeah. in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, when you see that in, in like, um, anime, it's the, the blunt bang with <laughs> the longer... The, the longer right next to it and then long in the back. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. So the director decided for later films that he showed entirely too much of her face in this one, which was all of her face. So in his further films, like The Rain, yeah. um, he just decided not to show their face at all. Cover it all in stringy hair. I kind of like what they did in the beginning of this movie where it was just all out of focus and blurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, it's very, so good. It's I very know. Halloween, and you kind of just like, yeah, you, you know. And as a person, I've seen some of those stringy hair Japanese girl ghost movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and most of them are good. Uh, you know, The Ring is pretty is good. Ringu, I, I will say that the Japanese versions of those movies, mm-hmm. and we'll let you get the plot. Yeah, sooner or sure. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this movie didn't have a lot of plot, really. It's just, it didn't. It, it's it was very simple, but it was effective. Yeah, it's a vibe movie. Um, but. 
in the Japanese versions of those J horror films that we all love, like the ring, like the yeah. they get super intense into backstory and why things are happening. And, and yeah. a lot, there's a lot of subtlety that we don't get in the American remakes. Right. Because and Americans that, are not good at subtlety. They're not. We're also not good with history me. either. We're not also true. We are not. So, I mean, I, when it comes to this type of movie, I would much rather watch the Japanese original. So, well, I'm, I'm actually, the other reason I'm glad that we're not talking about the remake is, and you haven't actually experienced this yet, RC, but when Bob gets made to watch a movie that involves Eli Roth, like he has this kind of weird allergic reaction, like his eyes turn to slits and he starts, (laughs) he starts speaking in parcel tongue. He's like, fuck you, Eli Roth. (laughs) He's just like, God damn it, Eli Roth. You see? Yeah. You just mention it. And all of a sudden he's like, you know. Which is interesting because he was the snake is in the fucking pipes. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, like I, I so when I watched it, I did, didn't remember that he was even in the movie because I don't think I don't think he was on the actual like crew. He was just in the cast. No, he's yeah. an actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his his role is so minor. Yeah, that like it's just yeah. still I'm I know, like, but I mean, <laughs> but. Uh, Eli Roth brought us Cabin Fever, and that is one of the worst movies ever fucking made. Have you watched any of the sequels? Because they're amazing. I've yeah. only ever seen the first one. And don't don't watch the second one. There's a really there's a really weird scene where a dude gets sucked off and the girl spits. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amateurs. Seriously. Oh, but anyway, like, don't get me wrong. He was a gross. Like, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. But yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, hit us up with blood, RC. <laughs> <All right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> On the set of a dark wartime drama at an old movie studio, a young director, Toshio Murai, uh, Yanagi, uh, is trying to complete his debut film. By the way, quick disclaimer on the synopsis. Much of this is from the Wikipedia synopsis. I, I added a bunch of things to it, like because essing happened. There's happen. an awful lot yeah. in that Wikipedia synopsis that was not really yes. sensical. yes. Um, uh, there are two specific sentences that happen out of sequence. Yes. Um, and the one that repeats itself in a weird way. I think I took that one out. Maybe the Wikipedia um, article is haunted by uh, the vengeful spirit. <laughs> so there will be there will be some things that I say in the synopsis that don't happen in sequence in the movie. They're not really spoilers as much as things that you wouldn't notice on first watch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to... In, in in everybody's defense, honestly, this is the kind of movie that the minute things start, you kind of know where it's going anyway. This yeah. is another one of those very, it's a vibe movie. It's not a plot movie. Yeah, you know? it's not. Um, yeah. And like, I wouldn't be expecting fresh twists and turns. That's just not the kind of thing we're dealing with here. Uh, so the two starring actresses, Hitomi Kurakawa and Sayori Murakami, uh, play sisters in this film. Mirai has a crush on Hitomi. Uh, the season's leading actress and keeps a photo of her by his bed, which is yeah. not creepy at all. No, but it is also it's Japan, also... and yeah, dudes that. are like that. But um, he's also you'll notice that yeah. unlike an American dude who's crushing on someone, he's not completely creepy about it. Yeah, no, he seemed pretty like okay. Like aside from the picture by the bed, which that looked like a headshot that would have been like, yeah, yeah, really at first I didn't available. Make like, that connection that yeah. he was of the yeah, yeah. So the next sentence that I have is the one that made me laugh. Um, But again, can't stress enough. Not my words. The younger and less experienced actress, Sayori, 
played by Ishibashi, is annoying and likes to have recess on the set. <laughs> oh, God. Straight from though, the Wikipedia. That is. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't do the whole thing that they do with the butthole. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Concho? Concho, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think girls did Concho. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, well, there we they are. do. Um, I love that I knew that. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 a recurring plot point. Uh, in the beginning, it's not, just kind of like concho. no, 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 concho no. That 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 she's kind of like overly casual because in the beginning she's yeah. super nervous. They right. kind of reassure her. She starts to get better. She's like, well, maybe we can do this. And they have yeah. like lunch on the set. Yeah. Um, during one of the outside scenes, and, and I was like, really, oh, like, I don't think. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't think this is really annoying. Like, what the fuck is this yeah. article talking about? And then things later happen, and I went, oh, there it is. Well, there's like yeah. one scene where she like she like pranks a crew member yeah she, she and, you know kicks the back of his knee so he yeah. falls while he's yeah. doing something yeah while he's working he didn't even he didn't even seem to be all that pissed off or anything about it like i would have been i would have been too i'd fucking <laughs> lock her out no like, i wouldn't have. i'm like i am i'm doing something professional what are you doing but at the same time he seemed to he seemed to like take it very much in stride yeah she just seemed to have it seemed like that just struck me as oh she's clearly adjusting to set life and yeah. everybody's kind of right. cool with it and then there, right away, there's another conversation about uh, like, hey, um... this is becoming a problem. Yeah. 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 But it's it's I think I know what. Well, I think there's a reason why they had her be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's two reasons why they had her be like that. But to talk about them at this point is kind of silly because yeah. we're not there. yet. I, I know. I know one of the things that you're going to bring up and I'm going to add on to it with, yeah. a, with a specific themed thing that okay. happens. Continue. Um the production of the movie is consistently interrupted by strange occurrences and the cast and crew begin to get spooked. Yeah. Um, there are some things like this is a movie that you have to pay the fuck attention, you which do. sucks because it's all in Japanese. So um, unless you speak Japanese, you're going to be reading subtitles. So yeah. try to do both. Yeah. Um, because otherwise you're going to miss a lot of what's really interesting about the movie. However, a lot of the times that there is a visual thing. Mm hmm. There is almost never talking going on at that point, and yeah. as a matter of fact, in that is very true. There is no sound at all mm-hmm. uh, because most of the appearances of the of the ghost come when they're viewing the dailies yeah. of the film they're shooting, and those were shot without sound because they hadn't hadn't. They're going to go and do ADR later. Right, right. Um, there are a couple of scenes that are in uh, quote unquote at this point real life um, where the ghost does appear, though. Oh, yes. there is not talking. You are still right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like you just want, like they wanted to leave you a little moment to like yeah. see this little sliver yeah. of ghost and just be mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and then like the camera will pan over to say the director Mirai seeing it and like mm-hmm. visibly panicking a little, and then it yeah. cuts back, right? And there's nothing there now, right? Right. Um, so it's it's really subtle on its scares. Yeah, this it, is not a jump scare movie. Yeah, at yeah all. it relies on atmosphere. It's a very understated movie. There is one thing that kind of plays like a jump scare and it's a fake out. Uh, it's well, there's a scene. I think the director is in the editing suite mm-hmm. and he's getting really tense. And then like his producer or his whatever yeah. it is gives a sharp knock on the door and then comes in yeah. being very bro about the whole thing. You're yeah. Like, oh, fucker. But like, that's that is, like as close to a jump scare. That's yeah. This movie doesn't really go in for that. Yeah. So when Mariah reviews the first shoot, shoot, he's shocked to see that scenes from an unreleased and presumably destroyed drama from years earlier are intermingled with the negatives. So later they do talk about what the drama was. And that's yeah. Yeah. one of the talking points I would like to bring up later. Sure. Because I don't know if you remember the plot of the drama, but for what the shit Japanese TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was actually a really, 
Like, I, yeah, I kind of want to see that. That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a daytime drama. Well, it also, no, it was not. It also <laughs> it also kind of mirrors the plot of the movie they're shooting. A little bit. A little, yeah. There are mm-hmm. some there's, definite there's some similarities. similarities there. Yeah. Um, and then there's this whole other extremely uncanny thing where he's convinced that he saw this on TV when he was, like, in second or third grade. No. And that's not what he says. He, he says he saw it. His producer tries to convince him he saw it on TV. Yeah. No, he actually when he's when he is he talks to his mom later in the film, mm-hmm. and she specifically mentions yeah, that he was afraid say, of the TV. Yep, because he he did see time. it on TV. He he saw it on TV. He knows he saw it on TV, but it never aired on TV. Hmm. And yeah. that's ne- of course that's never explained. Again, yeah, completely uncanny and really weird. And you're like, yeah. keep in mind that this movie is actually a lot less subtle than some of the more some of the future films that yeah. Hideo will yeah. make. Uh, so as Mariah is watching his footage, this scene is interrupted by a film within a film of an unidentified actress on a movie set with something that looks like a woman behind her. Long black hair, pale skin, out of focus, laughing hysterically. Mariah is fascinated with the freaky footage as it looks strangely familiar. Yeah. Kind of like a Dordolano. <laughs> Party. God damn it. <laughs> So at this point in the movie, you're just starting to notice some some spooky things happening. Right. Um, right. You you have seen the ghost a few times, um, mm-hmm. both in real life and in film, and you can tell that things are like just getting started. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is where you know you can see the atmosphere building. Yes. You can see it kind of growing into this beautiful ghost story, but it, they don't. Uh, Again, throughout the, the course of the movie, they don't give you a lot of explanation as to what's going on. There's not a whole lot of exposition. There's not a whole lot of, you know, what's going on. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Somebody has to yeah. talk at me for five minutes. A lot or of find it, a book. You know, a lot of it is you having to pick up from context clues from conversations that otherwise are completely normal, given like the the film making oh, yeah. process and like yep. they're not out of place in the slightest and that's right. most of what's most of what the dialogue is is really just the nuts and bolts of shooting a film mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and you which know, also makes this movie kind of amazing it's a yeah. lot of it's really interesting that. to watch and mm-hmm. i i'm kind of just fascinated by that and then as things start getting weirder and weirder and you're like that's interesting too but man that movie that they were shooting sounds really cool Right, you know, like there's just you know. I, I mean, the the movie that they're shooting is this uh, post World War Two. Mm, I think it's uh, or during World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, during World War Two period piece that's also going to end up being murder mystery sort right. of thing. Kind of like a big sister who killed their mother and then adopted the persona of the mother to raise the little sister uh-huh. and takes up with a deserter somehow, and it's it's. Very yeah. sketchy because obviously this is just a right, and you, you only catch, see certain like, portions. Of yeah, it, you get yeah. maybe like three scenes, yeah. I think total. Right, maybe four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have one that they've done on, um, or, or a couple that they did, um, not on set, um, on location. Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. where where they talk about you know, hey, we've got a couple of cabs and you know things like that. Do I get a cab? No, no, you don't because you're the younger actress. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Horror alarm. I know. No, it wasn't my horror alarm. <laughs> I don't think it was. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will message Michael later. It's fine. I don't know who Michael <laughs> is. But anyway. <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, Mirai sees the strange woman everywhere in real life. In the bus behind Siori, more when reviewing the film, the woman even appears behind a Tommy during a phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When blocking a scene, Mirai is smoking hilariously, which I wanted to bring up because you can't do that in movies anymore and it made me <laughs> yeah. laugh. Um, you, here's some strange noises from an attic above the set, uh, staring up at the catwalk above. Yes? Uh, well, first off, yes, you can still smoke in films because I just watched Suspiria and everyone has a cigarette all the time. It was well, set in the 70s in Berlin. It was. Yeah. Um, in Japanese cinema, you also can still smoke. However, they're changing that because they're changing the laws about, say, where you can smoke. Mm. Um, everybody and their mother smokes in Japan. Everyone... I mean, I swear people are born with a camel in their mouth. I swear to God. Um, however, the laws in Japan are changing to where you can't, like, smoke while you're walking. You have to go to a designated smoking area, even outside, mm-hmm. to have a cigarette. So, yes, it's very different than what J- the J- right. Japan is doing now. But you can still smoke in film. Yes, smoking in cinema has very much changed because people are like, oh, no, smoking is bad. And yes, I'm a smoker and I get it. You know, I'm sorry. I understand smoking will probably kill me. That's fine. Just let it happen. I got to say, as a former smoker, man, um, like there's certain things that I'll go to watch. This kind of did. Like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. gives me the twitch so bad because everybody's smoking the whole I, fucking time. I heard like Mad Men did the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And at uh, Suspiria all mm-hmm. the fucking time. So by I'm going to be shaken by the time I get out of that because I'm just be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking, um, like fucking name, like fucking. name. Why can't I remember? I always get her and Kate Blanchett and you talking about Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Tilda Swinton. Teaching dancers yeah with a cigarette in her hand it was the 70s i know please tell me that she had one of those the the corolla Deville like i wish she did but she did not (laughs) super long thing i used to have one of those the extendable cigarette holders they're just so cute back when i was like baby gay um (laughs) last week yes exactly god no i'm talking 20 years ago i had (laughs) say am i some kind of fetus like what's happening (laughs) But no. You are aborto. Yes. Right. There we go. Back back when I was trying to determine, are you going to be femme or butch? And I'm like, you know what? I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I'll be kind of in the middle of it. It'll be fine. Same. But well, I do I, I do like the look of a I cigarette holder. A, I, love that that's like, I love those. Like, like but on I, Sabrina. But I have the yes. ring. Oh, but I have Zelda's ring. I have never smoked. So like, I don't know why I have opinions on these things. Right. I blame Corella Deville on the live action <laughs> one hundred and one Dalmatians or in the cartoon. Yeah. I just love that, like, you guys are both like, well, I don't know, am I supposed to be butcher femme? Like, when you're young, and, like, when I was, like, young, it was like, manly man! And now, like, I'm 40... Wait. 42. I'm 42, and now I'm, like, finally just playing, like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. (laughs) So, like, I've sort of... I guess I'm aging backwards in that way. Like, I'm, I'm... I'm aging into like fuck it, and so like I'll like drop my wrist every once in a while and flounce, and it's cool. <laughs> we like flouncing. Yeah. Flouncing is fun. It's true. Flounce. Yeah. <laughs> I realize I that can't was... not picture that that comic. Flouncing Snape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't. I'll have to look up Flouncing Snape because uh, again, Bob doesn't internet well. It's, uh, um, it's uh, a comic strip. I don't know if she uh, does. She still make it. Oh yeah, uh, she my, makes my a life bunch. is a background Slytherin. Oh, I love my life. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I, say, I just that's where Flouncing Snape comes from. Okay, so anyway, so back to plot. <laughs> yes, back to plot. 
Mariah discusses with one of the producers the story of him seeing a ghost on a previous TV show. Curious, Mariah asks if he saw the girl's face. Trailing off, the producer clearly doesn't really want to talk about it. Hmm. Hitomi's agent then comes to pull her out of the film. Her agency having not wanted her to be involved in the film in the first place. She walks in, arguing, and happens to glance up. Visibly shaken, she asks what kind of film they're making, and... Seeing something that the others can't, she hands Hitomi a small sachet and runs off without saying much else. Sachet. It's, um... Chante. I know. That's actually how it's pronounced, though. Sorry. I'm a horrible corrector. It's also when you have a sachet of potpourri or a sachet of of lavender that you keep in your drawer. Okay, okay, okay. But again, I am only now, just as I am approaching middle age, becoming slightly comfortable with my non-complete masculinity. So I just call... (laughs) I still just call them bags. And that's fine. So, that's fine. I get it. So, like, just, just thank you, French. Bear with feminizing me. everything. I you took and your gendered French words. In high school. <laughs> I didn't because I didn't want to sound more gay. That's actually the reason. My choices were Spanish or French, and I was like, no, Spanish. It's fine. If I knew then what I knew now, I'd have taken Spanish. I would have had a much, much, much better time getting laid I, in Florida because mm-hmm. all of the hot guys were either Cuban or Puerto Rican. Right. I took four years of high school French and it didn't actually do me any good until I went to France. Well, so, that would help. Yeah. yeah immersion. That, that would yeah. be good. So continue. <laughs> Sarah sees something up in the rigging and playfully goes to check it out. This is the scene that I wanted to talk about. This is okay. also known as the best goddamn scene in a movie. Right. Um, so before, <laughs> Andy, Andy before she like actually jumping before yeah. she actually goes up. Okay. Um, this was, uh, which we talked about earlier, where she kind of like pranks the crewman who's working. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she's running around, she like walks by a guy who's drinking out of a juice box and is like, please. And then, <laughs> and then just takes it. Yeah. She, like, she bogarts his juice. <laughs> that was a girl, but yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that I, was, the, I wasn't the, paying enough attention. It's to fine. Yeah. Um, so then like the, she doesn't the, even just please and have it handed to her. She grabs it, yeah. takes yeah. a sip, please yeah. bitch. And then says how good it is. Right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so at, at this point, they, they kind of use the idea of the juice box to make her seem even more like innocent and pure and young and naive. Right. Because when she looks up into the rigging and she sees something because they don't show you in this in that scene. Right. Um, she's just standing there like both hands on the juice box <laughs> sipping out of it. That's that's another weird thing about Japanese culture because they want they're even more youth obsessed than Americans right. are. Um, like, did you see her smile? Mm-hmm. When she smiles, she has Very kind of shy. those double teeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Women in Japan will literally have those teeth installed mm. rather than removed because it makes them look younger. It makes them look, oh, I didn't just didn't do anything with my teeth yet. I'm so young. I'm so pretty. You know, that is mm. actually a beauty piece oh. in Japan. They will have those kind of fangs put back in. Interesting. Or, or, or huh. installed if they didn't have them because right. they want to look like a little girl. Mm-hmm. So they really play up this grown woman who is just playing a younger, you know, the younger sister. I don't think as, she's that grown I like she's, she's, she's an yeah. adult but I, like 18 to 20 she's max. very yeah. much yeah she's like i didn't even put her like 18 to 20 i was thinking along the lines of like 15 16 this is the vibe i was getting off yeah. her that's but, possible but what do i know i'm old 
but like, like I guess I'm just assuming that she's an adult, so I'm putting her in like the <laughs> earliest adult right. range. She's I mean, age. her parents she's weren't on the no. set, so I'm assuming she's an adult. Fair point. Yep. Um, but you know, regardless, like she she does still act very youthful. Like even yes. in that mm-hmm. first screen test, that smile that 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 she gives, it is very much that kind of slightly timid, shy Japanese schoolgirl yeah. smile. Yes, exactly. That's just she was just missing the uniform. Yes, yeah, well, much. she was in she was in costume. Right. Yeah, doing a uh, I mean the specific schoolgirl uniform. Yes. <laughs> Which is very much yeah. a fetishized thing. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Um like, like I went to Japan the first time and I'm on the train and I look out the door and there's literally a, a girl looking like Gogo Yubari. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! My favorite character from Kill Bill. Oh my god, she's right there. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing um that I did, I mean, just getting to the that we just not quite almost argument that we just had about this, this character's age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I do want to stress this isn't house. Okay. Like right. this kid, this, uh, this character is not sexualized at all. No, oh, no, no, there's no, not no, even no, an no. upskirt. Like there's no. none of that. Like this is, there's a, not even short skirts. Like, yeah, like there's the, nothing pervy the about this is, at all. Like, like the, a, the shortest like a is calf. like, yeah. And, and now that I've, now that I just brought that up, I'm starting to realize like, Oh, it sounds like I'm protesting too much. No, really. That's just like, there's nothing pervy in this movie. Yeah. yeah they, they, um, this movie was not in the least about sex. Right. At all. Really not. So I actually think there's the her behavior in that scene is really interesting, and we haven't talked about what happens next. No, um, but it is actually important to kind of show that because, well, I mean, I guess I'll get to it when we when it, when the plot gets to it. It'll be because it's almost it's about. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I have a break point in like two or three sentences. Okay, uh, go for it. Then <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> Sarah sees something up in the rigging and playfully goes to check it out. Seen behind her, only by Mirai, is another woman in white, but only for a moment. While wrapping up a scene with Hitomi, a bright flash is seen as Sayori falls to the ground, leg and likely neck broken, bleeding, dying. She lands huh. like somebody on Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> when like you know that going, yes. Ah! Her, the, I, I will say, especially for the <laughs> mid-90s, the special effects on this until the blood happened, right? Yeah. Were really good. Yeah. yeah, they were. They were. I mean, um, there wasn't. There didn't have to be a lot of practical effects in this movie. Yeah, yeah. there didn't have to be anything CGI. And you, uh, the thing with blood in Japanese movies is they want it to be extra, extra red. Mm-hmm. They want it to be that bright fake red because they don't. They want movies to be about the atmosphere, even right. if they're doing you know Tokyo yeah. Gore. A little bit, of, yeah. They want it to be a little over the top. Sure. Right. They want you to know that it's fake because that way people aren't, you know, oh my God, it's so real. Did you actually kill someone? Right. They have specific laws about that. Okay. So, so I have a couple thoughts about that scene. And actually mm-hmm. what you were talking about with uh, her behavior right before that scene, because shortly after that, the police come along. And one of the things the cop says to the director mm-hmm. is uh, that they start immediately thinking of it, treating it as a suicide or an accident that mm-hmm. it couldn't have been an accident. Cause the railings are there. There's yep. like, you know, so they start thinking about it as a suicide, mm-hmm. but she is very clearly not like her behavior before she goes up there is very much the opposite of what yeah. you expect from a person yeah. who was suicidal. Tee-hee, look at me. She was relaxed and yeah. she was having and, fun. Right. And so it's, it's, I think they did Stealing that. Stealing juice. Right. Like, <laughs> Personally, I think she got what she deserved. <laughs> At least but, it wasn't Picari sweat. <laughs> but like, I, so, actually, Picari sweat is really good. It's just like Gatorade. 
Oh. But it's got a really, it's like orange. It's uh. a citrus flavor. It's really good. So that was why, like, when you brought that up, that's where I thought you were going. Because yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, the other thing that I love about that scene, and this is where Andy starts talking about the sound design. Sure. <laughs> Feel free to go get a soda if you want, Eds. Um, because the soundtrack in this movie is really spare. Yes. Very um, much so. It doesn't come in very often. And this is one of the few times where I feel like the soundtrack specifically really kicks in at a very specific moment. Um, and it's not where you think it would be. Because normally, I think if this was an American movie, there would have been a lot of fo- more focus put on her terror, like as she's grappling with the ghost in the balcony yeah, and all yeah, of this stuff. Yeah. Or there would have been like psycho violins or something to draw the viewer's attention to the fact that something spooky's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that doesn't happen here. They're shooting the scene and then there's this thump and right. that's, that's all you get. It. And you know what the thump is, even without seeing yeah. what the thump is. And then it actually cuts to the fallen body. And that's when the music happens. Yes. Right. And, and you see the one tech's face. I think she was a sound tech. Yeah. Um, as she watches Sauri fall. Yeah, and then there's just that long shot of the body, and there's the music, It's and it's very synthy and not quite John Carpenter, but sort of a little yeah. bit. And she yeah. has that slow pooling of blood. Yeah, and it's just like very atmospheric. And you just get to like, she's like, it is literally just like, I want you to sit here and look at what we just did to you. <laughs> and then, like, the other thing that you notice at this point is all the the actors and the, the other people on the crew, like, turning around and realizing what happened and yeah. what they're seeing. Right. And like trying to cope with it. And because, uh-huh. yeah, and they keep the focus on that, which is this really sick kind of feeling in the pit of your yeah. stomach uh-huh. uh, that you would not have gotten if there had been a 90 second sequence of little girl grappling with ghost in the valley. Right. Right. So right. like they got that like 100% right. Like they hit every beat. I oh, think. Yeah. Absolutely. Just the absolutely. way that they needed to. Um, and I love that scene. I love that scene a lot. Like that scene it took this movie incredibly from well done. like, I'm really enjoying this. It's really pretty. It's really thump. Oh, fuck. Oh, what? <laughs> what? What the hell? Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, almost it's the way, good. the way that that scene is shot, everything um, like when it's getting the, the cast and crew reactions, everything is on frame, but it's almost like the body is an afterthought. Cause it's in like the bottom, like corner. And then the uh-huh. crew, is what's center screen. Cause that's what exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's really interesting, especially as we've said multiple times uh, in contrast to American horror, a cool point about the, um, <coughs> the camera staying focused on the crew. When yeah. the, the kid lands, the camera in this movie is very deliberately placed almost every time it does something. Mm-hmm. So much of this movie is like looking at film footage and seeing an actress move and you see just a glimpse of the ghost behind her yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that uh, in the background. You see the ghost in the background a lot. Anytime that there is a character doing something, or maybe they're in like a close up or a not quite close up. There mm-hmm. is always a lot of space behind them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, either like a window or some kind of outside area or, or even hallway. Like the hallway, the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in another scene, it's the director not in the editing suite, but he's in a room uh, and there's like the stairs behind him and, you know. Yeah. Um, so basically this movie is training you to look behind the characters all the time and which then is... keeps giving you scenes in which there's a lot of space behind the characters mm. to look. And oh, it's yeah. Also, I mean, totally. it's interesting to look at, but it's yeah. also, 
it's kind of like those big 360 degree shots and it follows right mm -hmm. when you start looking for okay what's different right it's really effective and cool and it's it looks fabulous and it'll show you the same thing like two or three times and maybe one of those times there's something yeah. to yeah. find exactly yeah yeah and it's it's something that had been done before in film sure. i mean we'd seen it plenty of times before oh yeah but it was done really well and it, I mean, because they never really focused on what was behind there. It was always Sometimes fuzzy. literally. Yeah. It was always fuzzy. <laughs> it was always, could it be? Is it? Maybe? I mean, there was, you knew it was. Right. right. But, you know, there's that question, even if it's not in your head, there's the question of uh, a lot of times in the person who, who we have the focus on yeah. in their head, you know that they're thinking, wait, is someone behind me? Right. Yeah, that sort of thing. And also, it's some of it is also. I mean, reminds me of here's movie nerd moment. Um, <laughs> it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the of like the Kurosawa thing, where you have like a character in the foreground, and there is action taking place in the background. And yeah. In this case, it's not really like a big deal. There's not like huge action, but yeah. there will be like the wind blowing through the bushes mm -hmm. or the grass out back out the window behind. Yeah, so where there's they a are. little bit yeah. of movement. Like that scene between the two actresses that they're shooting the scene in the film where the one girl's like, I'm telling. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's that big climactic scene. Um, it's almost like a textbook example of that because they're both very static in the foreground of the shot. And then out back, there's the window and there's yeah. like motion and light and color behind them. Right. It's it's um, I guess what I think of as pretty classic Japanese mm -hmm. yep. cinematography. And yeah, it's been done before. Of but it also is not something that I'm used to seeing very often in horror movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it works real good. I mean, we have, I mean, when we think of horror, when Americans think of horror, for the most part, they're thinking a thriller. They're thinking a monster movie. They're thinking vampires and Frankenstein and the mummy. And the or slashers. Thing. Or slashers. Right. And, you know, there we Americans, and we've said this a couple of times in this episode already, we don't do subtle. We don't do beauty, which is why there's this huge discussion about like the movie Hereditary right now, mm -hmm. where which I personally probably think watch. It, it's wonderful. One of these days, I enjoy it. And Suspiria, which is also beautifully shot yeah. and things like Mother and the Witch, where there's these very divided audiences saying, yeah. no, I loved it. <clears throat> no, I hated it. Yeah. And, you know, the fucking Babadook. God damn it. <laughs> I still hate that movie, but I understand what it means. And I understand that I only dislike it because I don't want to listen to that child screaming for an hour. And, and that's, I mean, and that's legit though. I mean, if you don't like a movie for any reason, legit, you don't have to like, it's not like there's a textbook yeah. reason. Like, like, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I, I actually, I do give you a little shit for not liking the Baba duck because it's <laughs> funny. It's, I mean, it's kind of, it is funny. Yeah. Like, um, you know, and this it's like and there's a lot of people who don't really like this movie all that much either because it's they just like, well, it's kind of slow and the story doesn't make any sense and mm -hmm. like I'm less interested in story. I'm more about the vibe and this movie is vibe. Right. Yeah. This movie is entirely atmosphere and how you're feeling as you watch it, yeah. not necessarily or how the, you know, the cast and crew are feeling as right. Yeah. Right. Because this movie didn't need to have coherent plot we're making a movie making yeah. movies doesn't make sense and then you've got a haunting on top of it yeah. and also i think it's I, I think it's to this movie's advantage that it that it does not lay out the plot in a way that makes it make literal sense i just yeah. i they can leave things open-ended like that whole mystery of how where the director saw that shit on tv in the 70s yeah. there's that's it's never not resolved there's no, no resolution at all uh, and like 
that makes it more interesting yep, to me. Very much. Absolutely. And it's not like I'm sitting here thinking up like fan theories about how that, that thing got into his television or right. was the ghost mm-hmm. after him. I don't care about that. Yeah. Right. I like, it's not important. I like the fact that it's just uncanny yeah. mm-hmm. and inexplicable. Yeah, weird shit's going on so, and it's shot beautifully and so I'm not I'm bored just, watching it. I must be, I'm a really bad American. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we're intelligent. What are we doing? It's not, it's not, it's not no. I mean, we're, it's, looking, it's, we're looking for subtext and subtext. It's not an intelligence thing. It's really not. It, it's a. It's just a like. That's just what I like. I, that's 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 what I like in movies. Is, right. I, I I enjoy art in horror too. I mean, I will definitely go lowbrow and laugh my ass off at a slasher. But yeah, art in camp horror- three in two D. Right, I know. <laughs> I still maintain the human centipede was a great comedy. It was a comedy. It, it was, was amazing. Funny the show. first one. I, I yeah. Oh, the other two new. No. no. Uh, okay. So yeah, th- this movie. Yes. Back Conti- to back to plot. Continue with the plot. <laughs> the production shuts down for a formal investigation. Mariah only has three days to find out what is going on and finish the shoot. He looks into his own past and finds a frightening connection between the film he is shooting and the strange footage that he has uncovered. Realizing that he has this connection, he believes. I have written down, because this is what I took away from it, and mm-hmm. apparently you have something else, ah. uh, is that he believes he had to have been there since it was never on TV. I believe he was the child running around. Me too. Yeah. That's what I thought that I was. I am mm-hmm. less clear about that. Uh, it certainly... This is kind of that fan theory territory that you were yeah. just that's what, yeah, that's talking I'm like, about, though. Well, yeah, that's, that's why I'm, like, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to let yeah. it not be clear. Right. Um, and again, the only the, the reason why I'm thinking it was TV is just because that's when his mom said he got scared of the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it almost begs the question of is there actually anything there or yeah. is he just fucking nuts? Well, he knew that there was the attic and he'd he gone up there with someone, pre- presumably his mother yeah. uh, at some point as a child. And, and we can basically actually see yes i'm the little boy that's running around through this attic and i was scared at the time yeah but there's uh, other than that there's no other real connection i'm perfectly fine with that yeah but well the there's the there's the catwalk and the stage on Uh on the sound stage yeah and then there's the attic in the story uh of that show that was being made where um there was the 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 his the boy's mother was telling him that there was like a crazy woman who lived up there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so a lot he of was, urban legend stuff. Well, yeah. And so I think that's reason. kind of yeah where that goes. And there's a lot of sort of looking up into that mm-hmm. dark yawning sort of maw. Right. Uh, and and well, I, I, cables and yeah. catwalks. Well, and, I think, but I think, yeah. So right. I think it's. I mean, maybe that just kind of maybe that represents some of the same idea to him yeah it's it's almost a little phantom of the opera a little bit a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And, and i mean i know that when i was doing like summer summer theater as a kid mm. you know to get my ass out of the house so that my parents could you know have some private time um <laughs> that's yeah. that sentence went. continue uh, i was no, really just um but no it, i remember you know one Son, summer, taking some viagra you're an actor now go <laughs> Go, 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 no, go, go. But I remember that summer. It's like all, all of us were like 
11, 12, you know, we're running around when we're not busy actually rehearsing right. because something else was happening on that stage. Oh no, the costume room is haunted. We're playing, you're know, playing hide and seek essentially. Yeah. And it's like, Oh no, the ghost is going to get you. And stuff oh, yeah. like that. Stuff like that happens all the time with kids oh, on yeah. stages and on sets and things like that. And you're it mixing in this ghost story. In my community theater. Right. 100%. Yeah. So. Yep. Same same, same. And those things are either remembered as an adult, you know, as a fun time or whatever. Right. Or, you know, you've still got this, you know, oh, we were just being kids thing. And he tries to play it off in this movie. Yeah. I was just a kid when that happened. But this happened. It and- does say uh, in the movie for, for context that he was in third grade when this part happened. So he was eight. Yeah. At best. Yeah. So he was little. You know, which, you know, and, and you can retain some of that stuff. You're maybe not going right. to remember it the best. Which he doesn't. Yeah. And there's a big plot point. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> and that brings us more, more of that ambiguity. Yeah. Did this really happen? Was this just in his head? Is this a ghost? And yeah, it, it I, there's, there's that subtlety that yeah. we, we well, have been talking about this entire time. Well, because there is, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the only time we actually see the ghost interact physically with anybody mm-hmm. is with the director, yep. mm-hmm. and he's alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Did that happen in his head? Hmm. <laughs> Love this movie yes. for that reason. <laughs> ah. Continue. During the next shot with Hitomi, as the scene ends, uh, she sees Sayori's disembodied head while Sayori's replacement uh, I think I was a little fuzzy. On it that. was yes. her replacement. Okay, yeah. good news. Yes. Uh, <laughs>, laughs hysterically and unconsolable in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mirai and confronts one of his employees who said that he burned the unknown film after he said it felt evil. Because the <laughs> Japanese are all about cleansing with fire. Just yes. for, just from their Shintoism religious point of view, cleansing with fire is good. Yes. Yeah. We, just maybe when. We're not talking about fat man and little I was gonna boy say, here. When, it's okay. When, when, when Americans did it, we we went. We did it way, wrong. We went. We yeah. We we, did, we were overboard. We did well, it wrong. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not fucking subtle. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you make a nuclear holocaust joke stick. Very Japan, good. <laughs> Japan, I love you, and I'm very sorry for what we did to you. <laughs> Continue with the plot. While editing together <laughs> some more film, Mariah sees the mysterious woman behind Hitomi. Sending a producer to go find her, declaring that Hitomi can't be alone, Mari walks onto the set of his film. Now, this part I was confused about. This might be another thing that we just let go. Yeah. Why? 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 Why did he just walk onto the set when no one else was there? Like, I I don't have motivation for this character to do that, and it bothers me. <laughs> he's, he's trying to see what exactly is going on and needs to make sure that Hitomi's protected. So maybe he's trying to see if she's, if she's actually there. on the set. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, good news, bad news. <laughs> Uh, hearing Hitomi call for him, he rushes up to the catwalk after seeing her standing up there, fearing that the incident with Sayori would happen again. A double appears, the scary witch from the films, mm-hmm. and Hitomi disappears, having never been there in the first place. Yeah. Actually, a, another really amazing shot. In yeah. My yeah. Opinion. Uh-huh. Um, they, they, the way that they bring the witch into focus with the single, I don't want to say spotlight, but spotlight. Yeah. Um, in the background of otherwise just absolute black darkness. Yep. Yeah. And then Hitomi yep. just really slowly just mm-hmm. fades out. Yep. And then just isn't anymore. I, this is so Maybe cool. she just never was in the first place. 
No, she was. No, yeah, she totally. She was. just wasn't there. I know. She's yeah. Um, and it is a little. I mean, I guess that's that's a fairly common ghost movie trope it is. of yeah. like, oh, you know, the ghost uses your weakness to get you right. mm-hmm. where it wants you. And, and his weakness was Hitomi. Right. And, you know, early in the film, you see like the he picture of Hitomi start moving on him and shit. and gets mm-hmm. weird. So I don't know. But again, like or he could just be like really like psychosexually obsessed with her and like mm-hmm. creeping. So yeah. what do you do? Don't go in the cat. But, but again, very politely. Yeah. Very politely anymore. creeping on her. <laughs> the witch chases him across the catwalks and into a small room, the attic he's feared so much throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the witch corners him, bleeding on the ground, and carries him off into nothing. Uh, the film ends with uh, Hitomi and one of the producers searching Mirai's apartment, uh, where the picture of Hitomi that he keeps by his bed has the eyes scratched out. Yeah. Hitomi looks at herself in the mirror backdropped by the witch wondering where Mirai could have gone off to before a look of fear flashes her eyes and the movies end. Yeah. Yep. That's when I started laughing so hard mm-hmm. and it wasn't even like a mean, like I'm laughing at this movie. I'm laughing. Cause like, fuck, that's a great ending. Yes. Yep. I went back and watched it again. Like, Oh no way. <laughs> um, like for real, this movie yeah. made me it's, so it's happy. It's kind of funny. Cause I did the same thing. Um, Cause like it, I, I started seeing credits and I was like, wait, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. And then there, I yeah. went back like a credit. minute and watched a it again. Tiny little after credit scene. Is. It's a stinger, yeah. Yeah, just a little stinger. Not um, anything big. It's uh yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it. Find <laughs> <laughs> out for yourself. Listeners. You can watch it. Yeah. It's okay. Highly recommend watching this. Right. Yeah. But I mean, this is this is actually a movie that that thoroughly surprised me because I know during my discussion with you guys on Slack, um I, I'm kind You found of, out that I hadn't seen it? I, yeah. Yes, I found out that I hadn't seen it. But I'm like, um, I'm kind of in the middle of a manic phase, which doesn't oh, yeah. isn't coming through on this recording, oddly enough, because I've calmed down. It's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it is that slow burn. It is that something that normally for me wouldn't be a problem, but in the past couple of days, it's been sure. You know, I I couldn't sit down and watch it in one sitting. I yeah. had to you know take those moments away and and yeah. go have a cigarette or step away and just like move and doing dumb shit. But even with that, I mean, it was it was one of those movies that I truly appreciated because I understood that this is something that happened in J-horror pre-ring, pre-grudge, yeah. pre-dark water. You know, all those other movies that we love so much now that and, that and that this one people kind of don't even know about. I didn't hear about this one until you mentioned it to me. Yeah. I didn't know there was an American remake until I read the Wikipedia mm-hmm. article. I didn't know that this I was, was panicking while you were panicking. <laughs> Yeah, but I was also like, this is actually a really good movie. It's not scary. It's not jump scares. It's not what we normally expect from horror, but it is beautiful. And it's very, um, it is atmospheric. It yeah. is slow burn. It is, you know, kind of like The Shining, only with less action. You the, know, the most action that happens in this entire movie is the chase scene between the witch and Mirai. And that lasts start to finish from when he runs up the catwalk trying to find Hitomi, maybe mm-hmm. a minute and a half. Yep. Yeah. It is very, very short. Yeah. It, this is not an action-centric movie. It is something that relies on almost even very minimal storytelling. Yeah. To get the mm-hmm. job done. Because well, we direct storytelling. Yeah. I think there's a lot of indirect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we know what's going on. Yeah. There's, some, there's even some things that are missing that I don't care are missing. Yeah. You know, it's just... You know, the haunting of Studio Eight. 
Yeah. Essentially. And and it was really well done. I appreciated it for what it was. I was I was really <laughs> When they were there, when they were showing the studio from the outside, uh-huh. you see a, a, a giant sign that says eight ST, which I now know is eight studio, but I was like, the fuck is eight. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had that too. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, it means studio. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. All right. No, I, had the exa- I actually had the same moment. Yeah. That, that's, I believe another grammatical thing in Japan. You yeah. put the number before it's, the noun. It's yeah. eight studio, not studio yeah. eight. Yeah. Right. But it's, <laughs> Like eight street? What the fuck? Yeah. No. Um Yeah, no, I was making it like first, but oh, eight. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn it, language differences. <laughs> Damn you. I'm start using eight. I like right. that. What place did you come in? Eight. Eight <laughs> is enough. Oh, fuck you, Dick Van Patten. <laughs> so, one of the things wow. that I really wanted to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the unknown TV show. Yeah. Because yeah. We, we briefly touched on it, but I really want to go over the plot such as they describe it in the movie. Right, please do. So, the, the plot it of the actually movie, comes in important, kind of, sort of. It is. So, the plot of the movie is a, a mother and son live in basically an apartment. It's more like a, a duplex kind of situation. Right. Just gathering like an upstairs downstairs place yeah 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 the mother tells the son that a crazy basically witch i don't think they use the word in that part uh lives upstairs and that the son has to do everything he can to not like anger her like don't ever like try and look at her i don't really know how he would but that's not really the point (laughs) but then the mother starts dating a guy and the son is in the way of that relationship so the mom develops a split personality, becomes the woman upstairs who never existed, and murders the son. Right. That is the plot that they give you. Yeah. For what the shit? (laughs) Like, first of all, why don't we get TV get that good? Like, thanks, American Horror Story. I think you've done a lot for horror television. Right. But. (laughs) Well, first off, because Americans have this thing where we don't want to kill kids on film. Which is uh, fair. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I get it. I don't agree, but I understand. Yeah, Fine. Some, sometimes the kid has to die. People, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, I cannot wait to cut that out of context. <laughs> Pet cemetery. But I mean, yeah, for the most part, you know, children are. It's it's almost taboo to kill yeah. a kid. But in Japan, that taboo doesn't exist. That taboo does not exist. Also, uh, but that's primarily because in their mythology, in their you know Shintoism and the, and their folk tales child ghosts are a big part yeah. of that so killing a child in japanese fiction is not nearly as big of an issue as it is here right so you're not so much murdering a child as you are creating a very adorable ghost yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of a thing in in our but it's in our like happier tales because mm-hmm. like fucking casper yeah the kid was like six maybe yeah. eight yeah he also has a horrible backstory as far yeah, as I he remember. really does he does i he, he don't was, know he was an abused backstory child. of casper oh yeah he there's there's child there are fan theories that he was <laughs> oh, God. i know that Jesus. he was is it richie rich from the comics oh God. I, I had heard that he was richie rich yeah uh, because the character design is really similar yeah people are like yeah. hey maybe this could be because you oh, never God. find out right? who casper was before right? he became casper well, did, but, oh, okay <laughs> i know fan theory <laughs> yeah but, fan theory <laughs> But I mean, 
<laughs> okay. But I mean, when you, when you look at the grudge, yeah, you've got that one little boy that was murdered by his father. Who's, you know, with the cat thing, yep. the screeching cat voice. That's actually a legit Japanese ghost type. Oh, I thought you know, he was that, just allergic to Eli Roth. Oh, there's that too. <laughs> and everyone should be. There it is. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of hostile. <laughs> I really did. What? Hostile? hostile? Did you see the second one? I saw. I've seen all three of them. The second one's amazing. I the second seen... one also has the second uh, one Victor Crumb. It does. It, it has oh, Victor Crumb, and he's, he's very naked. Nearly naked, yo. Oh, um, the oh. scene in which he is most naked, his legs are also being eaten. So you know, yeah. there, there are downsides. There are. But uh, no, the second one has like actual plot and like oh, twists oh yeah I, I actually really enjoyed the second one yeah huh. way better but, than the but first that was, okay. I, I don't think eli roth directed that one i think he just produced oh well so. i was really just making like a brick joke <laughs> right to call back to a joke that i made earlier in the episode i really wasn't. the third one was garbage i really was wasn't trying to like complete you know, derail completely yeah so what did you think of the green inferno <laughs> Don't, don't, you don't have to answer that. No. Okay. Uh, I, no that, was, that was another no. joke. That was a joke. Yeah, oh, here it goes. We have time. We don't have time. The air of Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, shit. So one of, one of the other things I, I did want to bring up. Uh, so this, this film allegedly takes place across five days-ish, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Um, based off of how many times they say, okay, like we're done for the day. Yeah. Um, the guy in the O'Neill shirt is wearing that shirt every day. The O'Neill? The O'Neill shirt. You would re- you, You'll rec- you'd recognize it once you saw the, it. It's this is like the brightest, colored. most vaporwave bullshit shirt. Yeah. Like the like of the stereotypical 90s. I'm pretty uh, sure he was wearing it since the nineteen the nineteen eighties when that shirt was actually made. Oh, interesting, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> you know what I did notice? That there was one dude on the crew who had a white t-shirt and it looked like the special K logo, but mm-hmm. it was half of the special K logo. Like they had to cover some of it up because otherwise it yep. would have like bitched up the shot and they couldn't <laughs> use the trademark in their movie. I don't know. I, I like. I spent half the movie wondering what that was, but he wears it on two different. Nobody days. changed their clothes. Nobody changed Nobody. their clothes this, yeah. during this entire movie at all. <laughs> uh, Mariah does when he's in his apartment when yeah. he changes into yes. bed clothes. Yes, but he then showers he cha- in his shorts too. Yeah. He showers in his shorts, and then he wears the same clothes that he wore during the day the next day. Yeah. yeah. Don't hate a movie for having a budget. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> you can hate a movie for whatever you want. I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate this movie, but no, I don't either. Please, please, kids, remember to do your laundry. That's, that's how that works. That reminds me, I need to do mine. Yeah, well, I have a load in the washer downstairs. That's why I'm wearing a button up today. <laughs> All my good t shirts are gone. Rude. Well, they're not gone, but I mean, I mean, but need to be washed. I right. Get it. Yes. It's all good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else we want to <laughs> That was completely unrelated, but still funny. It was completely. My husband's sighing in the background. <laughs> Not even listening. He's got headphones on. He doesn't know what we're talking about. So, um, <laughs> was, was there anything else we wanted to hit, or are we ready to move along towards ratings? I, I think I think we're heading towards ratingsville. I think so. I think so. So, no, I, I I pretty much said it all. This is this movie is slow and atmospheric and gorgeous and a lot of fun to watch. You do have to pay attention to it. You do have to be in a mind frame to watch a slow burn and pay attention because there's shit you will miss. And because you also have to read the subtitles unless you speak Japanese or find a dub. I don't think there's a dubbed version of this. There, um, to the best of my knowledge, there is not. This yeah. was probably not considered an important enough yeah. movie. This one, 
only recently came to video in the United States, from what yeah. I understand. I so, so it's kind of it's because almost because we got the remake. So why would we want the original? Right, and right. It was, it's well, almost a lost movie in the uh, in the US. Well, yeah, it was barely shown in Japan. Hardly yeah. anybody saw it. Eight hundred, eight hundred tickets were sold to this movie in Japan. <laughs> Something like that. It it That's was what not the article a said. Yeah, and then he made then he made Ringu, and then like everybody lost their shit. Yeah, right. And, and I will say that in terms of that. yeah, uh, in in terms of the the Japanese stringy haired ghost girl movies, <laughs> um, I do prefer Ringu and the Grudge, uh, but this one for what it was, you know, considering it was pre yeah Ring era. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was done really really well. It, it's not something I would have sought out on my own. But I'm glad I watched it. Uh, so um, I believe that I will rate this movie 3.5 out of 5 stolen juice box and a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. I had never heard of this movie. No. I had not heard of this movie, either the original or the remake. had no idea. Um, it. it just came completely out of the blue. Uh, I realized it came kind of out of the blue for you too, because this one, the movie you thought we were watching, um, <laughs> but like shit, like I sat down to watch this movie and I was kind of expecting some camp. And I was expecting, I, I don't know. I didn't really like when I sit down to watch a movie that I don't really know much about, I'm basically like, okay, I just hope I, I just hope I like it. Mm-hmm. And like this movie, I think might have been algorithmically designed with me in mind. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like watching this, and from like almost the word go, like the opening shot where they're blocking out the scenes using dolls, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. Like they have like there's a model of the set, and they have the dolls, and they're like shining lights into it, and they're planning how they're gonna light the scene. Yeah, but it looks so fucking weird, and the music is really weird, and I'm looking at it like, what is this? I don't. Is this know. gonna be puppets? It'll be amazing. It's um, it's just like I, I've used the word uncanny a couple of times, and have yet to follow it up by saying X Men. Like this movie <laughs> has a lot of that, a lot of just weird little things that seem a little off. Yeah. Um, and it's beautifully shot, beautifully. Um, beautifully done it didn't feel slow to me in the sense that to go back to one of my favorite movie things to bring up it's not slow the way that like beyond the black rainbow or even mandy can be slow Mm -hmm. events happen at a pretty normal pace but it's just that the the uncanny stuff is kind of sprinkled in very delicately at first and that it escalates Mm -hmm. through the course Mm -hmm. of the movie it doesn't really like blow wide open until the very very end which i like that i like the pacing of it i like damn near everything about it um i'm not sure the more we've talked about it the more into it i've gotten so like <laughs> yeah i'm uh, this is like, i could probably gonna go back and revisit this one there you go um so that is a solid for me anyway four out of five very unfortunate demonstrations of gravity oh <laughs> sorry you poor thing yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You klutz. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Candy Coated Razor Blades, where we do not victim blame. <laughs> Go. Okay. So, 
as I mentioned at the beginning and multiple times because it's pretty hysterical, <laughs> this into it. was not the movie I chose <laughs> when I chose it. Um, it was such a surprise to me exactly how into it I got. Um, generally speaking, I don't do movies that only have subtitles mm-hmm. because usually things like that, like I'll watch and I may enjoy, but it, it feels like a chore. Yeah. It feels like it takes forever um, because I have to sit and focus on doing that one thing. I can't multitask and I end up just zoning out and then going and doing like three other things anyway while it plays. And then I'm like, well, it's done. Bye. Um, <laughs> this movie, on the other hand, for whatever reason, had the opposite effect on me. Um, as I was watching it, I was getting into it. And like Andy said, the more we keep talking about it, the weirdly, like more obsessed I'm getting with this movie. Right. Um, because I was, a, I was a huge fan of the 2009 remake. Um, nobody talked about it. I didn't shut up about it for a solid three weeks after I happened <laughs> to see it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go seek it out. It just still yeah. really does look yeah. like a lot of fun. I mean, but Eli Roth, it looks like a party. <laughs> so, Eli Roth's character in the new one is the director of the unfinished film. Oh, really? So he cool. is not a mainstay. I just okay. cannot stress that enough. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> like, he's in a couple of flashback sequences. Fine. And that's it. Okay, come on, just go back to the Chamber of Secrets. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, this movie, for whatever reason, as I was as I was watching it and I was getting into it, despite the weird thing about the color of blood in movies that I didn't know about, right? Um, despite the fact that this is like goddamn the '90s fashion, oh um, god! I'm glad that I was a small child. That fucking inside out sweatshirt. What the fuck? <laughs> that was a thing. For a that long was time. a thing, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Why? It just why, looks like you put was... your clothes on wrong and you're like, it um... looks like you wore a big Johnson sweatshirt to your <laughs> high school. And they're like, you have to turn that inside out. Now. You're like, exactly. Fine. Ugh. And then you just stuck with it. Like you, yeah. you can't Regina George that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't Regina George, the big Johnson. I can always Regina George, the big Johnson. <laughs> 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 but as this, title. as this movie went on, um, and, and things started happening and we got to the quote unquote climax of the movie. And then there was the, the ending sequence with the, with Hitomi in mm-hmm. the director's apartment. And then there was suddenly credits. I thought that the video playback had fucked up. <laughs> I was like, I've been sitting here for only like maybe 40 minutes. Like this could not have been the entire hour and a half of this fucking movie. Yeah. And then I went, Oh my God. <laughs> I this engrossed me so much that I lost track of time. Yeah. Wow. It is yeah. actually a short movie though. It's only about 75 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that it's not a it's not a full like 90 minutes. It's not yeah. a full like 2 hour movie. It's yeah. short. This If anybody wants to maybe start trying to appreciate international horror, mm-hmm. this is going to be my go-to. Yeah. Like if you want an introduction to non-American horror, this is it. Yeah. Like for me, it's, it's, I could see that relatively short. It's easily digestible. There's Mm -hmm. a lot happening, but there's not a lot directly happening. Right. So it gives you a lot of context, but it gives you time and space to learn that. Mm -hmm. So it is a surprise that I liked this as much as I did when for the umpteenth time, this is not the movie (laughs) that, (laughs) that I had suggested. 
Um, but yet I fell in love with it. A beautiful mistake. It absolutely was. Yeah. Um, I could not have been less let down in myself for choosing a movie that was not this one. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving this five out of five disembodied head of young actresses. (laughs) All five of them. Yeah. You. (laughs) That's one bitch who's going to bring her own jukes box next time. (laughs) She learned. She learned the hard way so anyway kids if you need to write us uh contact us tell us to you know fuck off leave the juice box alone (laughs) please you're just focused on that juice box i love it that fucking juice box anyway you need to write to us contact us lay eggs in our brain steal our juice box right it's (laughs) mine (laughs) right i said you can't Write us at Bob at CandyCodedRazor.com. You can see, see us on the web at CandyCodedRazor.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades. You can hit us up on our Patreon by going to Patreon.com slash CandyCodedRazor. And otherwise, I'm going to hand this off because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> I really hope that taped. <laughs> I'm Marcin. You can find me in our Discord. Uh... Come chat me up. Talk about weird J-horror or the weird remakes of J-horror that I think is the original. Um, Remember that you get into the Discord by donating at the Patreon. We're cheap dates. We are. We're totally <laughs> cheap dates. <laughs> yeah, come chat. We'll, we'll have fun. You'll get to talk to us about episodes and maybe even suggest a movie for as long as it's not the fucking Covenant. God damn it. I still need to find out who did that. Motherfucker. Um, so while you're at it, please do not forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, share. Um, thank you for listening. And you, because you listen, we love you unconditionally. Unless you skipped this week, in which case we still love you're you dead unconditionally. But well, okay. Maybe. I guess. We won't share our fucking juice box. God damn it. <laughs> That's fine, so I'll talk to you later. Goodbye!